1: welcome to the eric
0: erickson show podcast hour three
1: hello america welcome it's eric erickson here across the nation the phone number 87-973-7425, and it is an open line friday i am happy to take your phone calls but first I, I got to just, I, I read more of the story. Um, I mentioned this a little earlier. The cicadas are coming. You all know the cicadas. They're the big, like, locust thing, cicadas, and they crawl up out of the ground, and they're creepy. And for the first time since 1803, two different groups, Brood 19 and Brood 13, are set to appear at the same time. The last time, so one's actually called the Northern Illinois Brood. The other is the Great Southern Brood, and they're spread around the nation despite their names. Um, they, the Northern Illinois Brood has a 17-year cycle. The Southern has a 13-year cycle. And the last time they aligned was in 1803 when Thomas Jefferson was president. And this spring, they'll start crawling out of the ground and up the trees and giving the birds something to eat. Two hundred twenty-one years later, which means it's going to be really, really loud out there. When so, when my wife and kids and I we moved into our current house a number of years ago, that summer there was just this constant noise, and I thought that's it sounds like somebody's swimming pool pump is messed up. And it just kept on and kept on and kept on, and finally we realized, oh no, it's cicadas. Just a, like all day long, it was, it was enough to drive you insane. Now we got noise canceling headphones. Thankfully, that'll come in real handy when these thing creepy things, start crawling out of the ground. In any event, I should move on. Before I do, however, I want to take Tom's phone call. Tom, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm
2: uh, well, better than most. Good, good, good. More than I deserve. Better than I deserve. And I really appreciate your show and what you were talking about earlier about uh, the World Economic Forum mm-hmm. and you know their pronouncements for others but not for them. So until they're willing to lead by example as Mother Teresa did, then I would like to send them, if not verbally on the air, at least mentally, what I'll call four Elons, not the four Pinocchios of the Washington Post, <laughs> but four, what Elon must – Told go, uh, um, Bob uh, Bob Iger to do at Disney World. So four Elon's <laughs> out to all those at the World Economic Forum.
1: Yeah. Oh. Okay. So uh, you know, I never I I had another thought that I didn't get to in this time. So I'm glad you brought that up. So there's been this profile of this guy, this this millionaire billionaire from wealthy family who got his money out of the family trust, and he's using it to build a communist commune and and He's a Marxist agitator. He's funded, like, example, he's paid the bail for a lot of the, the Antifa protesters who've gone to jail and protesting uh, the, the police training facility in Atlanta and the uh, pro-Hamas protesters up in New England. And the Free Press interviewed this guy. I forget his name, but um, he says he's not going to give up his money. He's going to use his money for the, the righteous cause. What is always so notable about these rich progressives is they never want to give up their money. They just don't want you to ever be able to have money like they have. I I would love to grow this show. I really do want to grow the show. It's so what I pray about regularly is getting the show to six, seven hundred stations, be the dominant noon to three show, uh, midday show across the nation uh and you know you, you never have the amount of money you used to have in radio because radio is is an industry where you used to have these lavish lavish contracts i mean 20 30 40 million dollar contracts you you don't get that anymore and that that's fine i i still love the industry love the business and i think there will always be people who want radio i'm not expecting uh 50 i'm not expecting to be a billionaire i'd love to have – i just want to be able to fly on a private plane so people stop yelling at me in the airport but these people don't want any of us to be able to do that. They go to Davos where they can have a Zoom meeting. They all fly on private jets, and then they want to lecture us. And what they do is they do indulgences. And this, not to plug my book here, but this gets into something I talk about in my book, about how all we're, what we're seeing is nothing new. These are indulgences. Remember back in the Renaissance period when the Catholic Church was building and expanding the Vatican to what we know today? They sold indulgences. It was actually – get out of purgatory cards. You buy this indulgence, you're going to get out of purgatory. It's the same thing with these carbon offsets that they do. There was a story the other day about Taylor Swift. I, I No criticism of Taylor Swift, successful artist. My kid loves her. Forget her politics. But she's been harassed so much for having a private plane and the uh, carbon emissions of the private plane. Now, she doesn't fly on the plane all the time, so she lends it out. She There, there are companies – uh, that manage private aircraft, uh, like my my buddies at Priority Jet are an example of this. I've been was blessed one time to fly on one of their jets. It's, it spoils you, man. It really does. But they can manage other people's aircraft. So while you're not using it, they can fly it and resell seats on it and make you money. You're never going to break even on it, but it offsets some of the costs of managing the plane. And so they were attacking Taylor Swift for the carbon emissions of her plane when she doesn't fly that often, but she lets a company manage her aircraft and they fly other people on the aircraft. It gets her a little money to offset the cost of maintenance on the plane. Works for her, works for them. She got attacked for it. So she's now started buying carbon offsets was her promise to get out of the PR. She'd buy carbon offsets and essentially you're planting trees down in Brazil or some such. And it is a scam. It is a scam uh, that rich people are taking advantage of, but it's also an indulgence. They can say, well, of course I flew my private jet to Davos, but I planted 20 trees in the Sahara. And everyone pats them on the back and says, oh, You planted trees in the Sahara. Are you going to provide the water? Well, no, 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 I planted the trees. I just, I planted the trees. They'll all be dead next week, but they planted the trees. They they got the indulgence. It's all a scam. And they don't want you to ever get it. Like so much of Elizabeth Warren's platform in Congress now is, is about punishing the billionaires, and it's not really punishing the billionaires. It's preventing you from ever becoming a billionaire. And they lecture us on, well, you don't need that much money. No, I probably don't need a billion dollars. But who are they to stop me from getting it? I'll probably never get there. It'd be fantastic if I could. I'll probably never get there. Probably ruin my life and sell my soul to have to do it, which is why I'm really not interested in it. I mean, I want money, just not that much. I want land. I want a beach house on, in Hilton Head and Sea Pines. I want a mountain house. I want to be able to fly on a private jet. But most of all, I have this house in my head I want to build one day. And I want land with no neighbors. So, yeah, I need money to do that and and be nice, take my friends to Las Vegas and and have fun. I don't necessarily need a billion dollars, but who are they to stop me? But progressives have decided they're the ones. They've decided they're the ones who will control all of us. They are the ones who will tell us how much we can have. And that's why we're having such a reaction around the world. It's not just in this country. Their voters are reacting around the world to the progressive elite telling us we're not allowed to have the lifestyle they've had. You're not allowed to rise out of the middle class to their lifestyle. You must be punished. You must be forced to buy the electric car while they get the gas-powered SUV to get them where they want. You're not allowed to have firearms while they get to surround themselves with security teams covered in guns. You're not allowed to do these great things. Only they are allowed to do these things, and how dare you? It's like, you know, the biggest thing now is they're attacking the cruise industry. The left has decided to attack the cruise industry because the cruise ships have gotten so big, they're clearly too resource-intensive, they're not paying people enough, and oh my gosh, the carbon emissions. I'm not a big cruise guy. I've been on one. It actually wasn't bad. I didn't think I'd like it, and I enjoyed it. My family was not with me. I assure you my family would hate a cruise. I wouldn't mind going back on one for a speaking gig. There's no way I could get my wife and kids who are crowd phobic to pile into a boat with 6,000 of their closest friends. There is no way – on earth, my wife and kids want to board a ship with multiple thousands of people on a boat, even with all the stuff to do on the boat. I personally kind of enjoyed it. I got away. I had no cell phone. Nobody could bother me. I was on it for like four days, maximum amount of time. I really wanted to be on it. Sailed to Puerto Rico with a stop in in the Cayman Islands. And it wasn't a huge ship. It was like Holland America It was one of the higher end cruises. I was being paid to give the speech, but it was great at night. I could sit up top and watch the stars and smoke a cigar. And it was just, it was fantastic. It was peaceful. The boat was spread out. I don't want to be on a a 6,000 person ship with a roller coaster and water slides. I, I don't. But the real reason the left is coming after these ships has everything to do with they're actually pretty luxurious vacations for a lot of the middle class. And God forbid the middle class should be able to have a nice vacation with good food, go to the Caribbean uh, with their family without having to sit on a private jet. They they oppose it not because of its carbon intensiveness but because they don't like the middle class having a good time. You people are supposed to be the slave labor for the Fortune 500. How dare you take a week or two-week cruise with your family where you might have the audacity of enjoying yourselves? That's what all of this is about. They don't like it when you get to have a good time. They don't like it when you get to have somewhat luxurious experiences. They don't like it that you might be able to put a water tank in your house where you never have to worry about the hot water. And they don't like the fact that you might not be able to hire the illegal alien and provide a job for them. They certainly don't want you having a dishwasher that can reasonably wash your dishes. Better for you to have to hire the illegal alien and create a job for some illegal person here in this country. They want to drive up your costs and your misery. Is it any wonder the misery index is up in this country? That's the logical outcome of the left's policies. They simply do not like the fact that you might be able to make money and grow wealth for your family. They're buying up all the land. Isn't it really rich? All these, all these progressive billionaires who think we need to restructure the tax system, why don't they sell their land? Not to China, but to you and me. You have a mass sell-off of these billionaires' uh, buffalo ranches. Well, guess what? It'll lower the price. It'll make it more accessible. They all come on the market at the, at the same time. Warren Buffett and, and others trying to get these other billionaires to give their money to charitable causes that promote the left as opposed to giving it to other people, giving it to the middle class, giving it to even the, their, their kids. It's all about preventing the next generation from having a lifestyle like them. Because deep down, what it really is deep down, there's a level of pervasive white guilt among these people. They know they don't have the willpower to give up the private jet. But they know it's sinful and they don't want you to sin. So they're going to protect you from what they've done. It's guilt, particularly white guilt. They don't want you to have the things they've had. They don't want you to engage in the lifestyles they've engaged in. They don't want you to have the privileges and luxuries that they've had because they feel guilty for having it. And so they're doing you a solid by not allowing you to have it, that's that's all of it can be explained that way. What's going on? All of it. It's white guilt from the wealthy elite. And they're going to punish you and keep you down because they think it's good for you. They, they think they know best for you. It's the ongoing story of the elite in America. They know it's best for you. Philip Bump of The Washington Post has a story today on how dangerous it is for you to do your own research. You need to rely on them to do the research. You need to rely on the media and the elite to do the research for you. You need to believe them. When they told you that if you took the vaccine, you wouldn't get COVID, you're supposed to believe them, except not now, but don't hold it against them. And they never said it, even though they did. Don't play the tapes. You're a bigot. It's all about saving you from yourself. They're not going to give up their lavish, hedonistic lifestyles. They just want to spare you from it. They don't want you to rise into their ranks. How dare you think you could? You know, back in New York in the 1800s, the rise of the New Rich, the Rockefellers and others, the old rich, the people who had like their Mayflower descendants, they were blocking the New Rich from all of the the uh, societal uh, seats at the Opera House and things like that. They, they didn't want anything to do with the New Rich. And the New Rich finally built up the America we know today and left all those people behind. But now their descendants are the ones trying to block the rest of us from wealth accumulation in some way they think it's for our good and the only way to to deal with it is to bulldoze right through them by taking control of congress and the white house and regulating them out of existence.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
1: So I pushed the button to go to commercial break sooner than I should have to finish my point at the end of the last segment where I said regulate these people out of existence. You know how you regulate them out of existence? You actually deregulate. The reason is because so much of the billionaires of America today are propped up by regulation legislation from patents and copyrights to tax breaks specifically for them. Apple. I mean, Apple's a billionaire, billion-dollar company. I guess it's now the second most valuable behind Microsoft. That's got to take its oxygen sensors out uh, over a patent dispute of of something that isn't necessarily shouldn't have necessarily been patented. I we should break break all this stuff up. Yeah, there there are patents that are necessary out there. I don't deny that, but a lot of the patent claims out there are ridiculous. Copyright claims out there. So much of the 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 taxation code and regulations that are out there that protect big companies. You get rid of that stuff. A lot of these companies that are major companies that fund these progressive billionaires, they would collapse overnight and allow the middle class to pick through the rubble of the creative destruction of the marketplace and themselves rise. And of course, they'll start to try to regulate protections for themselves, but you've gotta always be vigilant. The role of government should be to level the playing field, not to pick winners and losers that's where Washington messes up, Republicans and Democrats alike. You start breaking down the regulatory system, you start breaking down these the progressive stronghold of America. They thrive in regulation. It's why they hate conservative deregulation pushes like what Trump wants to do if he gets back in the White House. All right, we gotta move on, 877-973-7425 if you wanna be on the program. When we come back, the hysteria over Donald Trump reaches new levels The idea that he's somehow this mass threat to democracy, that democracy itself could undo democracy in the United States. It's one of the most absurd talking points of the left. But these people really believe it, which is why they're doing all sorts of anti-democratic things like throwing Donald Trump off the ballot. And they're upset with anyone who suggests that these efforts are bad. You know, what's not bad is protecting your money from the regulators. They they are coming for you. They're coming for your cash. They want to push you to use credit cards and uh, digital currencies that that could be controlled. That's why Amer- Swiss America is sounding the alarm about the secret war on cash. You can get their report for free and let them educate you on how to protect your hard-earned assets now. The report is the secret war on cash, and it's spreading daily. It includes digital forms of currency. It's governments and corporations colluding to control how you spend and what you spend on and what you're not allowed to spend on. You can get the report by calling or texting 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. All you do is you mention my name, Eric Erickson. You call or text my name, Eric Erickson, to 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646, or you can go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric, SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Swiss America will educate you on how to protect your hard-earned assets. They will educate you on this brewing secret war on cash. Call them or text them my name to get the report, 800-289-2646, or SwissAmerica.com slash Eric, SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Message and data rates may apply if you call or text 800-289-2646. plus. Hello, America. It is Eric Erickson, and I am delighted to have you with me. The phone number 877-973-7425. I want to play you a couple of clips. Uh, this first is Eric Holder, the former attorney general who was on with Joy Reid on MSNBC.
3: You know, they are happy with or Comfortable with the notion of autocracy, um, of dictatorship, as opposed to um, democracy. And people say, wait a minute, now, Holder's overstating the case. That is not, this is not an overstatement. You have to take them at their word and look at what it is they are proposing and the impact of the p- policies that they are, they would try to put in place. Uh, American democracy um, could end
1: with the election of, of Donald Trump. Now, here's Donald Trump talking about Joe Biden.
2: You're the Supreme Court. Is going to say, we're not going to take the vote away from the people. Now, Biden is a threat to democracy. He's an absolute threat to democracy. He's very dangerous for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's grossly incompetent, which is the number one reason. But he's also actually in his own way. It's not him. It's the people that surround him. you got some very bad people surrounding him at that desk. You have people running the Department of Justice surrounding him. They're young and they're smart and they're communists and they're Marxists and they're fascists. And they're running this country. They're running it right into the ground. But I don't think the Supreme Court would do it because uh, you can't take the vote. You know, I'm leading in every poll. I'm leading Biden, but I'm leading uh, the remaining Republicans. There's two of them and they're barely hanging on. How can you possibly take the vote away?
1: Exactly. You may not like Donald Trump. I'm not a fan myself. But to deny people the ability to vote for him is absurd. Democrats have claimed that the temper tantrum on January 6th was an insurrection. George Will, who is no fan of Donald Trump, actually had a column in the Washington Post the other day about this, that it's absurd to call something like that an insurrection. It was the first time in American history an insurrection was led by a bunch of unarmed citizens who dispersed after a few hours. It's absurd to take him off the ballot, but it, here's what's going on. When you listen to the conversations of the left, it's not that they're concerned about democracy. Because I'm sorry, it's, it's pretty anti-democratic to tell people you're not allowed to vote for Donald Trump. We're going to take his name off the ballot, so you can't even vote for him. It, 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 that, that's pretty anti-democratic. They're, they're not really concerned with democracy. They're not really. They think they are, some of them. Many of them really aren't. What they're scared of is Donald Trump winning. In other words, they're scared of you. They don't like you. So much of the conversation that the Democrats are having is they have no faith in the American people. They have no faith in the Constitution. They say, for example, if Donald Trump gets elected, he might never leave office. Let's, let's just play this out. Donald Trump's elected. He may never leave office. So you're saying the, the Congress would do nothing. Well, they didn't impeach him. The Supreme Court would do nothing. Well, they didn't. No, no, actually, they did reject all of his lawsuits about the 2020 election. You're saying the military wouldn't do something, the Secret Service wouldn't do something. You know, the way our Constitution works is on January 20th, the January following a presidential election at noon on January 20th, there's a new president. The power moves. They literally slide over the the football, the nuclear codes, right at noon. There's a brand-new president. Donald Trump couldn't stop that from happening. For Donald Trump to do that, he would have to install a brand-new Supreme Court, dominate the United States Congress, dominate the legislatures and gubernatorial mansions of the 50 states, replace the military, the Supreme Court, the Secret Service. He'd have to do all that. He'd have to do quite a lot. And even that might not stop him because there are always eager and ambitious people to follow. What the left is really concerned about is you. They don't like you. They don't trust that you will vote for them, which they consider only the right thing, only the right solution. So there's this trend now. I've noticed among people who hate Donald Trump, they're going after and attacking and slandering anyone who might oppose these efforts to take him off the ballot. They're attacking them for signing amicus briefs to the Supreme Court, siding with Donald Trump. Oh, you're just sucking up to Trump. No good person could take this. Actually, many good people could say— you shouldn't do this. And so what they're willing to do is, is say that no person could oppose their efforts unless they're in the tank for Trump. That's the way they've set it up. You're a true believer one way or the other. It's not about the Constitution to them, and that kind of gives away the lie. It's not about the Constitution to them. It's about Trump. They don't care what the Constitution says. They don't care about the constitutionality. They have packaged it as we're the only ones with legitimate arguments. They don't care about what the other arguments are. They don't care about the legitimacy and the validity of other arguments because they don't trust you. You yourselves, it's not Donald Trump who must be stopped. It's you who must be stopped because you might vote for Donald Trump. And they know the way that the economy is. They've seen Joe Biden's polling. They don't trust that Joe Biden will get out of the way. And so they have to stop you. This really isn't about Trump. They despise you. They don't trust the constitutional structures of the government. The reason they don't is because they know if they could have the opportunity, they would do it too. They were stolen election conspiracy theorists when it came to Brian Kemp in Georgia, when it came to George Bush, when it came to Donald Trump in 2016. They were all stolen election conspiracy theorists. They're always allowed to have the behaviors you're never allowed to have. Just like they can always fly the private jet, you're not allowed to. They can can emit carbon. You need to hold your breath and die what it is. Meanwhile, on the campaign trail, Nikki Haley is out sharpening her attacks on Donald Trump. I don't know that she'll win in New Hampshire. The polling average shows she's not, but she is up there attacking Trump.
2: Over 70% of Americans don't want a Trump-Biden rematch. The majority of Americans disprove of Biden and Trump. The majority of Americans don't want to see two 80-year-olds battling it out for president. He threw a temper tantrum last night. He's doing other things to attack me, but he won't get in front of me and answer the questions. I mean, look, I voted for Trump twice. I agree with a lot of his policies. I've said it over and over again. Rightly or wrongly, chaos follows him.
1: Now, the Trump team is recirculating and making a big deal of a very old, salacious story that Nikki Haley had in an affair. It was disputed, largely dismissed in 2013. They've drummed it up again as if no one's ever seen it before. It really is a rich irony that a man who's cheated on all three of his wives would allow his surrogates to go after Nikki Haley for an affair that she most likely did not have, but yet they claim she had. Uh, they're doing everything they can to drag it out. They're doing everything they can to drag her and they seem to be are they're, they're not taking anything for granted. I don't know based on the polling that she can beat him, but they seem to be worried about her with her momentum. Now, you should also know while all that's happening. Tim Scott has uh, come out and endorsed Donald Trump. He'll be with Donald Trump in New Hampshire to endorse Donald Trump. Um that's, that's kind of the lay of the land on the political landscape there. I, notice I've saved it at the end. I, I'm kind of tired of it, and, and I know you guys are, because I hear from enough of you that, that make it all go away. So there was an interview. Where was it? Um, the dispatch. So the dispatch was interviewing New Hampshire voters who were undecided on how they might go. And one woman said she would rather eat a bullet. This is something I would say. She says, I would rather eat a bullet than have to go through Biden-Trump again. (laughs) Well said, lady. Well said. Honestly, I am exhausted by the whole thing. The the idea that the two major political parties in this country are going to put up two 80-year-olds that most people don't particularly care for is just absurd to me which means a third party is i I will tell you if you're no labels you got to be looking at a Romney mansion unity ticket i wouldn't vote for it but i know a lot of people who would cuz they they kind of l- look at at Romney and mansion as kind of being being normal people and they would go through it i don't think they could win but i think they'd hurt both sides i think you'd have a lot of people say all right i'm going to hold my breath and and go for these guys Instead of Biden or Trump, the this year could be the year for a third party not to win. I don't think a third party can win in this country, but to do better than any third party has ever done. And the data is there for it. And, and listen, I know we're going to get angry people calling. That's why we went on and turned off the phone lines before I started talking about this, because they're always sensitive people. Like the other day, uh, I was talking about Biden and Trump and, and how they're, they're 80-year-olds and nobody quite likes him, and, and some angry woman called and yelled at Charlie, and she was so worked up over it, she never even heard me say that I think Trump can win because I actually do think Trump is the odds-on favorite in 2024. I do. Yes, you heard me say it. I think he's the odds-on favorite. I think between the economy and people's dissatisfaction of Joe Biden and the like – Trump's the favorite. I don't know that he will win. I do think the polling shifts dramatically when the public that's not paid attention says, wait a second, they nominated Trump? Seriously? Uh Uh-uh. But a third party, this is the year for a third party to give it a go. Because regardless of where you or I stand on Trump and Biden, there are so many Americans who despise both of them, who do not want men that old being president, who are willing to do anything to stop it, and they may leave it blank, they may not show up, but they could go vote for a third party. You you did a a Romney-Mansion unity ticket, that's the one no labels has floated. You could see a profound shakeup of the political landscape in America. Not enough for them to win, but enough for the other parties to pay attention to stuff. I just i i wonder about the sanity of both parties putting up two eighty year olds as if they're the only two people who can save America. I actually had some woman on on social media tell me that only Donald Trump can save America. I am like, wait, the guy who elevated Doctor Fauci and put Christopher Ray in charge of the FBI and and warp speeded the COVID vaccine—that's the guy who can save America. He locked down the country. That's the guy you think only him, he, only he can save America. That's that's an irrational thought that a lot of people have. This isn't for me to to attack the candidates. I'm just trying to explain to you how a lot of the country sees it. You should at least understand how other people see things. You may like them and other people don't. If you're going to approach those people and evangelize to those people to embrace your side, at least understand how they see the world. And a lot of Americans see this right now as the most screwed up election in probably a century. And they may stay home unless one side or the other can persuade them to turn out. And I just don't think the Democrats bellyaching about threats of democracy is a way to persuade people to their side. It goes back to Jamie Dimon the other day, who actually had nice things to say about Donald Trump.
3: And I just also want to point out, I I wish the Democrats would think a little more carefully when they talk about MAGA, you know, and if you travel this country... You know, and the country's unbelievable. We took our bus trip this year and Leslie Picker was on Spokane and Boise and Bozeman. People are growing. They're hungry to grow. They're innovating. It's it's everywhere. It's not just Silicon Valley. So we've got this great hand. But when people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump and they think they're voting and they're basically scapegoating them, that you are like him. Uh, and but I don't think they're voting for Trump because his family values. And if you look, just take a step back. Be honest. He's kind of right about NATO. Kind of right about immigration. Mm-hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, so he, China so ta- virus. Tax reform worked. Mm-hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't, th- I don't like no, what he did. No, no, I said China
2: virus. Yeah, I understand. When he's, when he's he made
3: been right. And I don't like how he said things about I Mexico. I don't like. But he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. And, and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should always ask the Why? Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. It, it, Why are you supporting Trump? hard to Trump?
2: hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. I, I agree. And yet progressives do. The
3: Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, but, hugging onto their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really, like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little?
1: Amen. He's absolutely a thousand percent right concurrently, both sides need to understand that other group of people out there who are unhappy with both candidates and understand them as well, that they just, they got 80-year-old parents and grandparents, and they wouldn't want them in charge of the country either, but neither party seems to really care.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at
1: LuckyLandslots.com.
0: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: You know one of the biggest news stories of the day that you are not going to hear talked about by the news media? Hundreds of thousands of people have gathered in the snow on the mall in Washington, D.C. for the March for Life. It is a massive, massive march this year, and the weather has not discouraged the people from coming, nor has the fact that Roe v. Wade's been overturned discouraged people from coming. It is a massive, massive gathering of people. And to the extent any news organization mentions it outside of Fox News, it's going to get maybe a five second mention and they'll move on because it's peaceful. There will be no violence. There will be no riots and they will not leave trash. They clean up behind themselves. It is a remarkable thing that happens every year that the news media in this country chooses to ignore. To the extent they report it, they call them anti-abortion protesters, when it's actually pro-life marchers. They're to march for the whole culture of life, not just against abortion, but for life itself. In fact, they're calling more and more for Congress to reprioritize families and to help moms. And to consider changes to the tax code with the the child tax credit and other things to make life easier for people who want to have kids. But none of that ever gets covered. You know what else will not get covered? This is like, have you ever seen the HBO series Veep, the comedy? Uh, The language in that show is atrocious, but it really is a more accurate portrayal of Washington, D.C. than the West Wing or anything else. So they've been trying, they have been trying to, to put distance between the Biden family and the Hunter Biden scandal. And today, Jill Biden, honestly, honestly, people, Jill Biden went to a school, the school's name, Hunter High. And so Jill Biden is standing in front of a sign that says Hunter High. And she's got a, a banner on her podium that she's speaking that says Hunter High with kids holding signs saying, I love Hunter High. You know who doesn't love Hunter High? His dad. <laughs> How do you send her to Hunter High with signs that say Hunter High? Yes, he probably is, or at least he was at one point. My gosh, by the way, did you hear that Um, the the – Agents found, like, uh, cocaine residue on his gun and among other things. Good gracious, that guy. Uh, He should have taken the deal. He should have taken the deal when he took the, the deal and he didn't take the deal and now more is coming out and now it turns out they knew all along that everything on the laptop was legitimately his despite the media still claiming that it's russian disinformation you know for the media to lecture americans on disinformation and to have screwed up willfully screwed up the hunter biden story so much really is just next level hypocrisy not that they care it's just hilarious um that they knew all along uh, but also Jill Biden in front of a banner that says Hunter High, a uh, way to remind people subtly of the scandal. I'm sure Hunter Biden probably saw that. said, What? I wasn't today. <laughs> All right. I am out of time. Be sure to text DATA to 33777. Order my new book. I'll figure out later how to get signed copies for everybody. I know we'll do some big book signings as well in some of the markets, too. I appreciate your support so much. I hope you guys have a good weekend. And stay warm out there. It is going to get frigid again this weekend across the United States. Run some water tonight in the taps.